um, I decided let's let's um, let's try and get an admin account on the school network so I can use my laptop for everything. Um, <laughs> and that's exactly what we did. Um, <laughs> yes. me, me, my, Hello, everyone, and welcome to Janky to the Max, a podcast where we talk to cool creators about their cool creations. Uh, today on the show, we have Sam from Cyberdesk. Welcome to the show, Sam. Thank you. And, of course, with me, which uh, this time is Glavin, a fantastic co-host, which I now remember to introduce. <laughs> now you remember me. Don't want to folks. I have him write it down on a note card. <laughs> uh, just, just a small permanent tattoo on my arm. <laughs> um, so uh, tell us a bit about your story and uh, how you got to, yeah, where, where you're at today, running a cybersecurity company. Um, yeah. G give give cool. us a rundown. Well, it all goes uh, way back to when I was starting secondary school. Um, I was in ninth year. I'm not sure what that sort of equates to in America. So, so um, is secondary school like high school for us? Is it middle school, college? I don't know what the year scheme is in America. Um, okay. You do six years in primary school, so your first six years of education is there, and then you go to some secondary school. Okay, that's, that's probably high school year sevens. It's like middle way through your entire education i guess year nine um yeah but yeah start then i was about 14 15 at the time um it all sort of began when you know when you, the first phones came out with an infrared remote on them and you could have like samsung remotes and you could turn on tvs with them mm. i was desperate to get my hands on one of those so i could run around turn the projectors off at school um <laughs> and that's <laughs> that's exactly what i did <laughs> um I was, I was in Spanish class one time and we were doing like a read off the whiteboard sort of thing and I thought I think now now's a perfect time to, to start this so I started pressing the off button my, with my, uh, my phone and um, the teacher had nothing, like, no idea what to do and um, <laughs> it only took about 10 minutes to be completely called out and, uh, and caught uh, <laughs> got, Did it got my phone often? Yeah, it didn't last long. It was it was good fun. <laughs> um, oh, it's awesome. And then I had to. Oh, I got my phone confiscated from me for a week. Of course. Um, which at the time I thought that was the worst thing ever to happen. Um, and then I got home. Parents obviously found out about what I did. And <laughs> had to take a box of chocolates to my teacher and apologise to her the next day. Oh, <laughs> that, that, honestly, I feel like that's such a British thing. <laughs> apologizing <laughs> with a box of chocolates. I love it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a legit form of apology. I'll accept that. Who <laughs> wouldn't, right? <laughs> so so you uh, you hacked, in, you quote unquote hacked into the projector. Yeah, I mean, I'm afraid we're called hacking. It's just, uh, it's just using a remote from your phone. And right. uh, obviously, at the time, that made me, I guess, I just felt really fun. It was brilliant. Um, <laughs> until, obviously, I got myself in. <laughs> hot water um and then sort of get got my head down I, I, i've moved to a different school after after mm -hmm. that year um for my year 10 11 so we call it gcses it's like our sort of our first proper set of exams that we do um that school is um have you ever heard of i'm not sure if you have it it's called jcb it's like a massive tractor company essentially they do diggers bright yellow tractors um they have their own sort of like academy 
Huh. And okay. for, the, for the first year I was there, I was really wanting to be a pilot. I was, you know, I was like, oh, be a pilot. I used to watch Air Crash Investigation like, every night. Got the whole, you know, the box sets in my room. And um, so I kept my head down. And after after about a year of it, I, was, I got fed up. And I, wanted, I really wanted to do like, computing and IT and sort of do something like that instead of, instead of flying planes. Um, the school didn't offer any IT courses, so I was just strictly doing engineering and then like maths and English and the sciences, um, which I was quite annoyed about. So I sort of took on myself to self-teach myself IT. Woo! Um, there you go. Got on the, uh, got onto Linux, um, installed a few different distributions of Linux, and and started going on YouTube and sort of playing around with it and, and seeing what I could do. Um, got into the classic Python programming and C plus plus C sharp. Um, and then, um, it was wasn't even a website; it was a web page. It was just okay. a bunch of HTML in a really disgusting color. Um, <laughs> of course, everyone's and that first was just a big web page to take the mick out of the school. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I got all, I got all my, my friends at school to go onto the website and were all contributing like media to put on there just to you know, take the mick. Um, and then after I started playing with websites and stuff, I thought, well, what would be what would be cool if you could hack a school's website um, <laughs> just in spite um, <laughs> and then a few weeks went on and I was teaching myself uh, sort of using tools on Kali Linux oh yeah and that's like a distribution full of cybersecurity and pen testing tools um, you know a lot a lot of power in, in that software and mm -hmm. um, I've, we all got given our own school laptops so you get given a laptop at the start of the year and you can take it back once you're finished and that's it oh, really? um, now the school, the school left the USB drives open, so you could plug in USBs and put in funny scripts into your, your mate's computer and make a CD drive pop open. Um, <laughs> and I installed Linux onto my school laptop, um, sat it up on the on the school, like when I was when I was there, like in science, I was like had a little play around. And um, after about a week of just sort of teaching myself all this, I um I decided let's let's um. Let's try and get an admin account on the school network so I can use my laptop for everything. Um, and that's exactly what we did. Um, <laughs> yes. me, and, me and my mates, I set them all up on admin accounts to play oh. CSGO and like Minecraft in science and English when everything was all dull and boring. Oh, that's um, amazing. That, that was great. That lasted for like, awesome. about half a year of just. I'm surprised that you're, you're. The school had this stupid. I'm surprised your friends were able to keep it secret for half a year. <laughs> oh wow that's that's awesome they don't like to kick people out or get the police involved with anything mm. so everything was really lenient at school yeah um so yeah it was just it was like a sandbox to play mm. around um and then eventually i got in trouble um and the school sent a letter back to my parents saying that I've been doing this, this, and this. And so then you had to buy given... a big box of chocolates for all the teachers. <laughs> <laughs> well, mm, I wasn't. I wasn't. Well, I, I didn't really want to. There's, there's a lot of teachers there. <laughs> <laughs> it's an expensive mistake. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was about six months after starting it. I got in trouble, um, and the school took my laptop off me. And they then enrolled a new sort of security procedure for everyone's laptop, and everyone had really restricted access. But but if that's a, in the way that's a bit of an honor. It's like 
Hey, when you, you talk to a freshman, you're like, hey, bro, you know, you know why you can't do that? Yeah, that's because of me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you say that, but these IT, this IT department at school, they were, they were clueless. So I had no idea what they were doing. And it only took a couple of weeks for us to find the next security problem in the system. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Start going at it again. Um, oh, I love these stories. Admin. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it got it got that far, um, and then I decided actually this is going to land me in some trouble if I carry on. Um, <laughs> I got threatened to have more detentions, and at that point, I, it just sort of clicked. I was like, "Why am I doing this just for fun? I could do it for fun and for a living, um, but in a in a legal and." authorized way instead mm -hmm. of just tapping into random people's websites and stuff. <laughs> yeah. oh. I'm, not, I'm not Ed Snowden. Um, <laughs> so what what happened next was um, during the, like the last few months at school I was uh, had to stick my head down and revise for these GCSEs otherwise I was just going to get rubbish grades. Um, after that period of time I went straight into a job um, so I was 16 and I was sort of doing like all the IT setup for one of the universities and schools in near where I live. Um, and after about four or five weeks there, I'd learned a lot about sort of system administrator, setting up networks and computers on a network and everything like that, which was what I needed. Um, went for an apprenticeship, um, which is like where you get paid pretty much nothing, but you get a job mm -hmm. um, and you get at least some sort of money in. Uh, and that was a, a software company, which I'm still... I'm still working at now. Um, oh. I've handed in my notice, so I'm going to be completely gone from there in about two weeks' time. Looking You're going to be to that. completely. Uh, oh, that, that's a that's a big deal for an entrepreneur to to be able to quit his quote unquote day job and be full time. It's scary. It's really scary. Yeah, <laughs> I can I can imagine. So what 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 started you made you decide to to start uh, CyberDesk? What was the what sorry? Yeah, <laughs> got a bit off topic. <laughs> <laughs> um, so during my time uh, working where I am, I set up there's, there's a like an online forum called Wonder How To, and they have a section all about cybersecurity and people write articles and there's like questionnaires and stuff. That's okay. like an online community sort of thing. Um, I set myself up an account on Hotmail. Um, and it was just an email address mm. and I was like you know what let's just throw this email address all over this forum and see if anyone can email me and then I can train people on how to sort of conduct cybersecurity tests and like penetration tests um, I got a few like legitimate people asked me and genuinely interested in sort of using Kali Linux or building your own security testing software um, and they quickly got bored and, and disappeared and then after about two weeks of that, I started getting loads of emails. Um, I don't know where this all came from. Loads of them was coming people asking for help on stuff. So I created the Discord server and retired the email address. And I created a like a text channel per person. So, like, mm. so I could just like every day just sit on my phone and just run through all these text channels and answer everyone's questions. Um, it very, very quickly became illegal. Like, we'll start asking, how can I hack into my ex-wife's uh, WhatsApp account? How of, can of I course. tap into my mate's Facebook? Of course. Like, that that always happens. You always get those... It's it's the... 
it's the <clears throat> perfect marriage between ignorance and stupidity and <laughs> and criminality. It's it's just it's just a magical combination. There's so many people out there like that. <laughs> the amount of times I've been asked to hack someone's Facebook account. Oh. <sighs> It was. I didn't know there was that many people with Facebook. My inbox was just flooding with it, um, <laughs> and I, I, was, I was like, "This can't go on." I'm not going to tell someone how to. I mean, hack into Facebook. I mean, at the time, I didn't even know how to do it myself. Right. So I, I was like, "I don't even know what to say." Uh, oh, wait, at the it. at the time, it, I, I don't do it. <laughs> I'm completely. I'm a completely ethical person. Uh, I, yeah. Someone. I still get emails from people ask me to like hire it. Microsoft Word to could complete the coursework or something. I was like, no. Oh. <laughs> um, as as fun as it would be, it's it's just illegal and it's not worth yeah. the risk. Yeah, um, it's it's not worth it. It's one thing when you're when you're a high schooler and you you kind of are exploring things and don't know too much better. But yeah, it's yeah. one thing when there's real consequences and you know real systems are at fault. Yeah, we, we took a course on it and. Um, at the time of sort of doing the course, the the prison sentences were quite. They weren't as bad as they are now. So you could get two years in prison, unlimited fine. Uh, mm-hmm. Or you, now, it, now it's sort of they want to lock you away for small things. Um, but yeah, I decided that that needs to stop. Um, yeah. And in February 2018, I turned the server into. Uh, a more of a community-based thing. So I opened all the text channels up, created it called the Cyberdesk, and um, we just sort of, we had like a, a community staff team. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, it was just one. He was called Josh. Um, he's he's moved on to other things now. Um, but we just sort of had like a, an open Discord so people join, ask questions, and they leave. And that mm-hmm. was a cycle of it. I mean, we kept things very strictly ethical. Um, then in July 2018, um, I thought, you know what? How about let's turn this into a profitable business? So I went onto the the UK's company's uh, registration system, uh, put in the details, and registered the company. Um, I then got the certificate of the company being registered on my birthday. Oh, that's cool! So it was like it was a really nice day. Then I was like, fantastic! It's been approved. I've got a company. I'm now 17. Brilliant. Um, it was a great feeling, and and that sort of I was like, right, level head now, let's just get things done. Um, so I spent ages sort of building up a foundation for a business and sort of developing some software, getting a big community together. And things didn't really take off until 2019. So about a year afterwards. Well, the reason for that is um, in the UK, you can register for a business when you are uh, 16 mm-hmm. and you can become a director of business when you're 16. However, no bank account in the UK lets you open a bank account for a business unless you're over 18. Oh, so the, <laughs> that's stupid. The entire, <laughs> really is. So the entire time I was um, 17, I was like, I actually can't make any like business deals. I can't. I can't make any money from this. So it's just oh, hemorrhaging money. money. <laughs> and, it's an envelope with cash to this address. <laughs> imagine, <laughs> imagine a subscription service that required you to mail in money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
I, I want to get, I was too young to get a PO box, so it'd have to be here's my home address. <laughs> Can you send me cash? <laughs> I didn't do. <laughs> Money, Pauls. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> you know, yeah, didn't do that. I just, um, I it was quite a, a slow year. Mm. Um, last year, uh, when I turned eighteen, I was like, right, this is this is perfect. Um, so just before I turned eighteen, about two months prior to that, we um, internally amongst the, the team we announced, right, let's develop this software and this this software i'll go into a bit later um so we spent some time building up our staff team we had uh, people doing like, the classic discord partnerships mm-hmm. um, we had people administrating the server and then we had some developers um and then sort of i was working on uh, the serverless exxon which is a security software on my own for about four or five months trying to trying to make it work um and i I bumped into an old mate at a house party and I then sort of incorporated myself into that friendship group and they are the the best people I know um, they're really good developers mm. and I was talking about the project and um, really like, thankfully there was, there was some interest and um, they're now uh, some of those people in the friendship group are now forming the development team and are part of the Cyberdesk um, and we we've spent like the last seven months, seven eight months, sort of developing this software now, and uh, with all of this together, and we finished producing the second, uh, essentially the uh, the alpha stage. So we built up the alpha stage of the software, got it working to a degree, and now we've got it fully operational. Um, so we announced the release of the software today. Oh, nice. uh, it was a massive, a massive sort of accomplishment for us all. Yeah, uh, that's, really. Like that's awesome. after seeing so many months and over a year, of... I, mean, I sent um, Jay. I sent you the trailer for yeah, it. Yeah, and I, um, I, and, I, and, and yeah, it took us. Yeah, the trailer looks good. Beef to see it work. Yeah, that, <laughs> um, that was huge. And so, so just a quick rundown. Um, I'm gonna actually post this in general voice, um, but uh, the um, the what what it, the company does is you get. I assume you give it like your your um, your website address, and then it goes through, and then it scans for potential vulnerabilities in the website. Basically, that that is that is sort of the the idea of it. Um, however. That was an initial thought. You could log on to website and put in your website URL. However, how do we know that the website URL put in is actually your website? You could have put someone else's in. We find loads mm. of security problems, and you uh, go and use it to attack their website. Uh, right. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's smart. So, so how did you get around that, or did you not get around it? So instead, um, we have to follow a proper authorization route. Okay. Uh, there's something so, called the Computer Misuse Act in the UK, and that tells anyone that they cannot perform anything on someone's computer without their will. Um, with this, some obviously allowances, but for us just to run this scan on people's websites without fully knowing who they are will be illegal. Uh, so, <laughs> oh, right, we have because, to get. Because I'm assuming that you're, you're going to use do some port scans that can be a little frowned upon, right? So, we don't do port scans as of yet. 
um, this is more very website orientated. Okay. So it's not okay. like a, a network, it's, it's a website. So let's say you have a, an e-commerce store where mm -hmm. you sell shoes and Well, no, we, we actually have jinky.com. We actually have our own website. Perfect. So your website, for example, that is your brand online. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to, the motto is you have to secure every single security vulnerability for you to know your website is safe. Mm -hmm. As an attacker, I've only got to find one. Right. And then your website can be mine. Right. And I can mm -hmm. do whatever I want on your website. Um, so the whole point of the software is we authorize that is your website. We then set up on the software without you doing anything at all. And then our software will automatically detect security vulnerabilities and it will just throw them towards you on your, on your dashboard you have. Um, and you, it's like a real-time report. So you can see if websites online, any misconfigurations, any sort of missing security headers you've got. Um, it can sort of detect stuff like if your DNS records are set up correctly as well. And we've got more and more features coming out right. all the time. Right, I bet um, that. So wow. it's expandable, and it will always will be expandable. That's that is that is so useful. Um, because yeah, I guess it's something I've wondered. Um, so one one of the things I one of the many things I do is uh, uh, front end and a little bit of back end for web development. What are the vulnerabilities in like a static website? Because I always thought that there weren't really like you're just serving basic HTML and CSS. Is there a vulnerability in that? So in the static website itself, not really. Um, okay. You have things called headers, and that is like cross-site scripting protection and upgrading secure requests, and and they're useful to have. Um, the a static website, you said, is quite well protected, mm -hmm. and there isn't really much that can go wrong with them. Um, if you then have stuff like contact forms on there or any sort of interface, that means I could do that. I can right. retrieve or push data to a back end of a system. Right. That's when you start introducing security flaws. Okay. Um, most mm -hmm. e-commerce online shops and stuff, they have a lot of yeah. sort of post your comments in there, have create yourself an account or anything like that. And, and having those sort of interactions between a user and a database, that's when you open up all these security holes. Um, okay. So yourself is just having a, a HTML, CSS, and a bit of JavaScript. Okay. Nine times out of 10, you're perfectly fine. Okay. All right, yeah, that that, that makes sense. Well, I, I just I, I love that idea of building the community first, and then fit, getting a getting a business around that. I I think it's just I, I think honestly that it's a bit backwards from the traditional sense, right? Like most people build a product and the community comes second. But I I think that I honestly think that it's probably going to be the future to, to to have communities and then have have products around that. I know. Definitely, I completely agree because the, the, what we found out with having a big community—I mean, there's a lot of Discord servers with like tens of thousands of people in. We've yeah. got quite a niche market, and we've got uh, 900 members at the moment. And hey, that's that's almost us. I think. <laughs> what are we at? All right, let's go. Go ahead. I, I just gotta check the stats because I saw a lot of people join. Um, but yeah, so yeah, you you have you have a niche, and and you're able to to get feedback. You're able to. Yeah, it's yeah exactly. So we have uh, we host these. We call it an Exxon Terra Part session, where we we all get into a big voice call and we just tear the software apart. We go, this is rubbish. This is rubbish. This could be better. And we take all that feedback on board. Then we implement into our development cycle, and then we have a, a better product at the end of that development sprint. And 
it's like a constant cycle of feedback yeah. and mm. having four developers work on a product if you just keep it as four developers you're not going to get much feedback on it you've got your own minds and, and that's it because our community is all over the world mm -hmm. we get a lot of different backgrounds a lot of different uh, like different people through different education across the world everyone's get taught differently and that that all that is like a it, it goes into your characteristics mm -hmm. and having that massive variety it is it's invaluable for product development and product feedback and, and that's what has been i guess the biggest push for us we've we've managed to get all that in and we've, we've got this end product now as it is that's that's incredible i think i think right. you this yeah that oh, i love that that's that is so cool and so when do you think you'll be able to have it released so we are now taking orders for the software um so we have got authorization forms ready to send out to people and if someone does want their website to be secured then it's now ready to the the public to to have that feature that's awesome so i'm i'm curious about how this works so is it only software it's just basically doing scripting to be able to figure find the common vulnerabilities that normally exist or do you also have someone physically look at the website as well to really get into anything that may be new or unusual that a uh, simple um, you know script set may not find so i can't go into too much information it's a trade secret uh, <laughs> but um the the software itself it just continually runs and we add new sort of uh, attack methods to the software over time. So over the course of next month, we will be finding different types of security vulnerabilities. Um, and that would be just a software doing that. Now that is our sort of base package. We have a, okay. a, a more premium package where we will become your personal security consultant. And that is when we will be able to talk to the phone whenever, and we could go onto your website and conduct these tests ourselves. Um, okay. if you wanted us to and do these like extended security scans um, the base package originally we were like £50 a month for the base package I then I realised actually if someone's starting up on a website they might not have £50 a month to spend and that we're trying to solve a problem of security so why are we pricing it so high um, mm. so we set it down to £4.99 gets you everything you need and then you can pay the extra for us to sort it out and be your, obviously a personal security consultant um, and we looked at other software that does similar things and there's only a couple and what they do isn't what we do they have mm -hmm. a quite a different way and yep. their software is extortionately priced I mean yeah, some is like 10 grand a month really or if you, or if you ah. have like a, a big setup I mean to have a a system so let's say you own a business and you want to get a penetration test to come and test your entire infrastructure that's like 50 grand now we obviously don't do that we do quite a, a small part of of uh, well it's not a small part it's the website is one of the biggest bits because if you haven't got a website where are you going to show your brand off where's where are you going to link all of your leads to or anything like that um but mm. businesses don't see the website as a as a big portion uh, yeah. They just think the databases, and that's right. They should. They are right to think that the database is a very valuable asset to protect. However, if they also let their website deteriorate over time because they're not looking at it, it could completely ruin a brand, and that's going to be yeah costly as well. Um, yeah, yeah, no, brand, yeah, no. That I, I absolutely agree. Businesses as a whole, they don't generally value their brand and 
how it's how they communicate that they think what's important i mean what is important is a product obviously you have a bad product but i mean you you check out some of these companies like uh you know apple or nike and they can sell products that are may potentially maybe slightly better than their competition but they're able to charge way more and Mm. yeah yeah no i agree so, so your your whole your angle is that you're charging a lot less, and so you hope you're aiming to have more of the small businesses, more of the um, less of the enterprise clients. So, what the aim is, um, we ourselves can obviously sell the software. Um, what we want to have it eventually be is, is like a an affordable plugin. So, let's say you've got a business who. Their, their job is to build websites and design and code websites. Mm-hmm. They don't necessarily know a lot about security. They just know how to build nice-looking yeah. web pages. Um, when a customer goes and orders that, our our model is we will, or they can say, would you also like to have the Cyberdesk Exxon run on your website? And they can say, yes, I would. And then mm-hmm. we will take the majority of revenue from that, and obviously the, the business would make some money off it. And it's like, a, it's like adding cogs. So, mm, if you like, yeah. let's say you're ordering website hosting online, you could. I want, uh, I want SSL certificates. I want you know, super fast website hosting. I also want to have you know the Sarpdesk Exxon security. Once again, it's we're we're doing nothing then, but um, people can easily and affordably just press press a tick and there we go, it's done, um, and it will be set up pretty quickly and sort of running in seconds. Now back to the point with these software companies that cost like 10 grand a month to set up their software is is also ridiculous if you're an estate agent who sells houses for a living you're not going to know anything about turning on a, a server and installing software onto it and are you sure i feel like that's network. i feel like that's part of the what it takes to be registered as a, a, a state agent right you have to know how to operate servers you got to know how to <laughs> do a security no. scan <laughs> 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 I mean, how else are you going to sell houses? Geez, talking to people? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, so you have this overly complicated software, and then you yeah. guys come in and you're like, we can do it better, we can do it cheaper, we can... Exactly, yeah. I That's the that. simple. And I can't believe no one... Like, the, this, this seems kind of obvious. Like, um... Search engine optimization. Uh, there are websites that you just plug in their your email, and it's the same thing, except instead of vulnerabilities, it's just ways for your search engine that that the um, that you can be more SEO friendly, rank higher. Yeah, and it seems like a very similar thing. Like I- I'm surprised that it, they're like, gosh. <laughs> so the reason for that is is it's so difficult to sell it. Yeah. If you try and say to someone. Your website's got a secure vulnerability. They're just going to say, "Oh, I don't care." Oh they're, yeah. They're not. They're not bothered about it. They they're just focused on people bringing other people up. But what they don't realise is the after effect of a uh, of a security attack. Um, I was looking at some statistics, and on average, thirty thousand websites are hacked a day. Um, 
the biggest majority of them being from WordPress, um, which isn't WordPress's fault. It's the ability to add in plugins from anywhere. That's what causes the mm. WordPress Be security to go out the window. Because of the third-party code, right? I remember hearing in Darknet Diaries. I don't know. Have you? Do you listen to Darknet Diaries? No, no. Okay, you should. They're there. It's an amazing podcast um, that goes through um, stories. Well, from the Darknet, uh, kind of the name. Uh, but anyways. <laughs> Uh, one of their, uh, oh gosh, I just lost my train of thought. Dang it. You're talking about net diaries? Had, had, had a Joe Biden moment there, <laughs> sorry. Um, keep going. <laughs> what? <laughs> um, okay, so, uh, what, what was I thinking about? I had, I had a really insightful idea and it just, it just, just went out my brain. See, this is why I shouldn't plug things. As soon as I plug things, whatever else I was going to say just, just goes out the other ear. Um. <laughs> oh you! <laughs> oh goodness! That, but that—that's an—that's an awesome, awesome niche. Uh, where, where do you th think on planning on taking it? What was that? Sorry. Where are you planning on taking uh, Cyberdesk? Like, where do you see it? Just adding more features until it's huge, or do you want to explore other avenues? Or so currently we've got the Cyberdesk Exxon, and that is obviously the security side of the software. Um, we are always developing new software, always. Um, alongside Exxon, we've been developing um, sort of like application hubs so you can access software anywhere. Um, and uh, one of our, the biggest things we've released recently, uh, we started a couple months ago, was our new website hosting experience. So currently, if you were to start to website hosting with someone like SiteGround or, or anyone else, one of the, the big players in the website hosting market, you can do that and they'll charge you, you know, three pound a month. Or And then what they'll do is they'll just increase your price over time and you end up paying loads of money a year. Mm -hmm. And you don't really realize until you look back at all your invoice and think they've billed me an extra two pound a month or they've increased my price without telling me or they just keep emailing me about price increases. and. It's really unfair because when you put your website on someone's hosting, it's quite difficult to move it off them again. Mm -hmm. um, our concept of our website hosting is just simplicity. It's a fixed price and never changes. Yeah. And if our price does change, whatever you paid before is what you'll stay on. We won't move your price up because we've changed our pricing. Um, and we partnered with a business called Vibrancy. Mm -hmm. um, hence Cybrancy, that's the, the name of the website hosting, um, and they are uh, web designers, and we are nice. obviously website security. So we combine the two together, and we have a, a designer team, a security team, and a load of servers we can put people's websites on. Um, that's awesome. And, and that's one of the avenues we've gone down, and that's sort of ticking along nicely. Um, we sort of do website developments ourselves, the more back-end websites, mm -hmm. so stuff that requires the dreaded code PHP. Um, uh, no! We do stuff like that. Uh, that's another avenue we're exploring. And then we've got stuff like... I think you cut out. Uh, oh, sorry, is that better? Yeah, yeah, that's better. Um, So, so you... Oh, wow, you guys got your, your fingers in a lot of pies. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, a lot of pies. That's... Multi avenue streams is definitely the way to go. <laughs> well, it's it's um, if you just do one thing, it it stagnates, and that's mm -hmm. what I found last year. Um, no, it's not last year. So in 2018, when you just stop doing one thing, you, if, if 
like other projects that Sarge just get left behind and they gather dust and it's just a it's, it's not a great path you need businesses like Microsoft or Amazon Amazon had one main thing that was obviously deliveries and like online shopping mm, but now they're doing sort of VPS hosts they do security stuff to do yeah. they do loads of things and like yeah. Google now they, have they even have they online. even have this is so cool they have ground station AWS ground station it's to control uh, satellites in space and AWS has so in theory if you could launch your satellite your small satellite you could control it using AWS ground station isn't that awesome? <laughs> that is cool. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah, no, we actually, I didn't. I think I talked about this in the after show, but it was when we were interviewing um, last week's, or the, I guess this week's um, guest uh, for Space Roots. Um, she she did uh, navigation, so you should totally check that out. That is episode. Here I go plugging again. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think. I, I think that's. Uh, <laughs> What is it? Oh yeah, it's, that's episode six. Anyways, so yeah, you have all the companies um, have a lot of different uh, station, a lot of different uh, not stations, but um, <laughs> services that they provide. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's and that, that yeah, that's 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 very important. Um, it's it's hard for uh, like startups that are being uh, venture backed because. Of course, the um, the you know the investors they want to see a clear direction, and um, you know having multiple things is like oh are you spent? But that's honestly like if you look at Netflix, like as you said, any of the big companies, they're like doing everything. Yeah, and it's just how you stay above the other companies doing it, and just mm. show that you actually got the capacity to to do all this great stuff and solve all these problems. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's, uh, that, 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 what, what, is, what an awesome story. Um, oh, yeah. It reminds me back in my days when I was doing ethical computer hacking. It was kind of the same stuff, but I was more like the premium package that you offer. I'd be on site and yeah. look at stuff, talk with the developers. Oh, well, and still solar panels. a whole bunch of automated scripts and stuff like that to make sure their sites are like ADA compliant nothing's broken everything's working as it should and then spoof testing on stuff like just all this <laughs> it's a lot of fun all the fun stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's, that's awesome so you I, I, I mean I, I know you got you got plenty of stuff to plug right you got your what, what's your website I think uh, you so have one <laughs> yeah <laughs> we've got we've got a few um, so we've got the cyberdesk.com Okay, and then that's obviously that the security side of things. Um, that will go through sort of the, the packaging of like sort right. of the, the are, are software. You, are you sure Cyberdust? Because Cyberdust.com is just having coming again soon. Copyright. Have you got? Have you got the the word the at the start? The, the Cyberdesk. Cyberdesk. Yeah. Oh, the Cyberdesk. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just any Cyberdesk, Jay. It's the <laughs> Cyberdesk. Okay, this. This looks more like it. Okay, okay, okay. Beautiful. Um, so you, you'll see. This is where I'm going to a bit of promotion. So see how fast it loads. Yeah, I was. That was really fast. It was like. That's it. Let me run it through Lighthouse. How? How? So how did you get the speed? Did you just do small optimizations, or? So you have like obviously. 
the the HTML and, and CSS involved is nice and lightweight. If we don't use Bootstrap on this website because Bootstrap can obviously cloud or plot the files. Um, obviously, the biggest part of it is the hosting, and that's hosted on uh, the Cybrancy website hosting stuff. Oh, so wait, wait for for that for the hosting, you don't actually have physical servers that you are you do you or are you like brokering it and then speeding it up somehow. Did I cut out? Mine cut out. Crashed. Oh, oh, there he is. There, there we go. Um, so I was asking is, cool. do, are you just brokering the servers, or do you actually have physical servers you guys set up? Um, so currently we're in the process of building our own sort of dedicated servers up. Wow. Um, that is the, that's the next stage. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Big project, and uh, lots of excitement to come with it. Um, but that's what that's what yeah that's the next stage of it and um, we'll have our own I guess we could start to call it a data like a warehouse like a data warehouse or something that's so that's, cool. uh, <laughs> that's that's what we're aiming for and that that should be very soon. Oh, that's awesome! Wow, wow, that's that is so. I didn't realize that the hosting was had that much. But I guess I guess that's that's right. Uh, hosting does have a huge part to play in. Um, all right, so so there's the cyberdesk.com. Um, yep. And then you got uh, you got else? Uh, so cybrancy.com. Uh, that's c y b r a n c double e.com. Brancy.com. Okay, let's see if I can. All right, I think I got it wrong. Uh, c y b r a n c y. Uh, it's it's at the end. It's two e's. At the end, it, oh, two e's. Okay. Instead of a y. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so this is... Okay. Have you got it? Yeah, I got it. All right. Cool. Nice. Wait, how much... Oh, freemium. 250 web space. Oh, this is nice. So that freemium package you see is like a... Uh, it's like a nice starter. Mm -hmm. If you want to just play around with the web page or whatever, freemium, it's all, it's all you need. Um, and then if you wanted to start adding WordPress to it and, and really developing your sites... You could either stay on freemium and you build uh, like a metric way. So if you want to use more storage, you can pay for more storage. So you only really pay for what you use. Or if you just wanted to have the less like uh, sort of first, just move up to the expansion package and then obviously work your way up. And the unlimited package is, is quite simple. It's, it's unlimited. Uh, you could put whatever web file you want on there. If you're using two gigabytes or a terabyte, we can accommodate it. Would just wow this is this is really like wow i i i am honestly blown away like i i thought yeah like wow this is this is like a whole new level i i love it yeah it's pretty good <laughs> wow yeah oh this is this is brilliant um fantastic so and do, do you have a twitter or or do you do not so we have a, a Twitter, uh, an Instagram page, a Facebook page, uh, a LinkedIn page uh, for all of the different, so for Cyberancy and for the Cyberdesk. Uh, you can just search it on Facebook or wherever and you'll see it. It's got the logo on, which is on the profile pictures. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Let me... Okay, cool. Nice. That's, that's awesome. Um, well, thanks, thanks for hopping on the show and... 
Um, I mean, this was this is really informative. I, I yeah, I love love the idea of um, community and then building a business kind of around that community. And yeah, I think what you're doing is is really cool. And look forward to, to seeing you guys grow. And um, oh yeah, and also like uh, check out your Discord server, right? The uh, Cyberdesk. The Cyberdesk. Yep. Yep. Okay. No, that's that's really cool. Um, and uh, don't forget to check out our Twitter, uh, where we post updates on both uh, Space Roots and Janky to the Max. Um, we also, I think, oh yeah. Also, don't forget to check out our um, Jankopedia, or which we don't. Uh, we're, we see that's that's the thing we're still working on. Is so what we got is we have. So we have our website, right? And then we have, um, on top of that, we created a media wiki, which is like this Wikipedia. Um, it, it's you can like framework. Start. Yeah, it's the same framework that I think Wikipedia uses for their their yeah. stuff. Um, you can document your projects and yeah. show what you made and how to you go about building this particular yes. project. Unfortunately, inspiration and guidance. The problem we're working on is that it's it's kind of janky since we're serving the site with um, Jekyll. Well, it's in the name, Jay. It's janky. <laughs> yeah, of course it, it is. Of course, of course it is. So, so the the site is being served with Jekyll, okay? Which is like the static site, serve, static website, like uh, generator, right? So you can still code and everything because I I can't use WordPress. Or any of those other sites. It's just, <laughs> I just can't do it. I, I have to code it by hand. Um, and so then I, but then MediaWiki is also like its own, like, you know, own generator and such. So to get it working, I used a symbolic link in where the Jekyll serves its stuff. So it then goes, so the, the way what I'm getting at is the way you can get to. Um, the Jankopedia is jd.com slash html slash um, index.php there we go yep and, and that pops up the main page so we're currently working on shortening that to, to something a little bit shorter hopefully <sighs> yeah yes <laughs> oh boy yeah it's janky alright <laughs> we're getting away from php yeah well <laughs> I, I really I wish I would have known that before we started setting up uh, MediaWiki. I, I thought I had gone a rant at least like seven times about how much I hate PHP. Oh, it sucks. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't I don't I don't like it. Yeah, we should we should see about changing that up. Um, and I, and we're still recording this. Hi everyone. <laughs> we're janky. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, no matter where you guys at, what project you're working on, remember to keep things janky to the max.